Uh, so I want to just open up kind of sharing with you guys where we're at and what has happened. Um, we've been in Tepic now, uh, Tepic, Nayarit, Mexico, 17 years with La Fuente Ministries, planting churches. I've been in Mexico now for 20 years. Um, the first time we moved from Mazatlan to Tepic, we were newly married. We didn't have kids. We didn't have much. Uh, and it was a pretty easy move. This one was a lot different. Um, but I would say, I think this is some time coming now. But I, I think May is when my wife and I actually started having uh, these conversations. And I felt very strongly from the Lord that our time in Topeka was coming to an end. Um, nothing wrong. There's nothing bad. Nothing bad happened. We are still... La Fuente Ministries, we are still um, our nonprofit. I'm on the board of Heart for Mexico. We're, we're still all of that. I just felt very strongly that um, God was leading us somewhere else. Um, we work with a pastor, his name's Dwight Hansen, out of a main church there in Topeka. And for the past 17 years, we've been putting teams together, going out into villages and towns, planting churches. Uh, but I work out of this main church. I have my office there. I'm one of our speaking pastors there. And uh, you can gain influence over 17 years of being in a church. Um, pastor Dwight's son um, is in the process, kind of in transition as well, of taking the church there uh, with his father. And I really felt, again, I nothing wrong. Me and his son have a great relationship, but I was feeling very strongly in my heart that it's going to be easier for him. It's going to be better for the church if we are out of the way. And I know that sounds weird, but I, I really felt this is, for, this is going to help the church. It's going to help us. It's going to help this transition time. Um, I think my wife would tell you, she was praying, well, why don't they leave? Uh, you know, I mean, again, nothing bad, but why don't they, they, don't, they go plant a church? And, and I didn't want to, one, I didn't want to mess with God's plan. <laughs> Two, I didn't want to mess with family and different things. And so I just talked to her one night in May. We had this talk and I just said, I, I think it's time that we move. I think it's time that we start looking into planting another main church, kind of like the Topeak Church. We plant another main church in a different city. And out of that church, we continue to plant churches. Um, I, I, I didn't realize at the time everything that it entailed of, of selling our house. Uh, it's one of those things I know I have to move, but I don't actually want to leave where I'm at. <laughs> I, um, I didn't want to let go of things. Um, I, I, I think some of you guys know what I'm talking about there. And God has brought me through this kind of journey right now in life the past few months. Um, Ecclesiastes 3 is where it says there's a time for everything and a time to live and a time to die and a time to weep and a time to laugh. But there's a part in there that says there's a time to embrace and a time to let go, a time to stop embracing and I, I, I went through this whole time of, I, I can embrace what's coming. It's, it's easy. I'm excited. I, I, I want to embrace the new. I want to embrace this new church plan. I want to embrace a new city. 
But I, I didn't want to let go of anything. And God just showed me, you, you, you have to let go of something if you're going to embrace something else. And it's 17 years of relationships and churches and influence in our house and different things. And, and it hasn't been easy. And so we kind of laid it out. I, I, I told my wife, well, let's write down some cities. I don't quite know where God's calling us. Let's write down a number of cities that we want to visit and we'll just pray. All I knew is that God was calling us out, but I didn't know where to. I was very nervous to speak with the pastor that I've worked with for 17 years because I know how he thinks. I know how he works. And he's very, do it, do it fast. If you're going to do, if you're going to go, go. Don't, don't stay because... In that time of transition, and I am in agreement, in that time of transition, your, your heart is no longer there, and, and, and it's now in a new place, and offenses could come, and you could start criticizing, and, and so I knew, but I also thought, I don't want to hear that, I do not want to hear that, I need to go at a different rhythm, so I was nervous to talk to him, even though we have a great relationship, I felt like it was Queen Esther going before the king to ask to save the Jewish people. But all I was doing was just, all I want is some time. And so I was nervous. But we, we talked with this young couple. And it was our first confirmation. Because we had not, it was maybe two weeks after we had this conversation. My wife and I, we had not shared this with our kids or with anybody else. And we called this young couple into our office. Because we wanted to invite them with. And we wanted to share with them what we were doing and what was happening. And. And again, nothing was mentioned. I went about my business as usual, and we called him into our office. And I said, I'd like to talk to you guys about something. And his name's Enrique. He looked at me and said, yes, we'll go with you. And I was like, what? And he said, yes, we'll go with you. Um, God spoke to me this past week. I talked with my wife about it, what God spoke to me, but God spoke to me. That you guys are going to be leaving. You're going to be planting a church in a different city. You're not sure where. But we're to go with you. And we're 100% in. Whatever you guys decide, we're there. We want to hold up your, your arms. And I just started weeping. And then he was like, well, what do you want to talk to us about? I was like, well, that was it. There's a big news. The big reveal has already been revealed. And so, but to us, it was just a confirmation. And then another one is when I did go and I talked with the pastor that we've worked with for so long. Again, we're still on the same team. We're still working with him. But I just, I, I just wanted to hear the words, Tony, take time in doing this. Don't rush it. And so I shared with him what was happening and what we're doing and even just about his son and transition and different things. And he said, Tony... We're 100% behind you. I want you to take your time and find the place that God's calling you. You, After 17 years, I, I don't think your heart is in a different place. We just know. I want you to take your time and make sure it's from God that where the city is that you're going to. So that was another confirmation. So we made up a list. Aguas Calientes was not on the original list. Never is, Right. And so I, I, I made a list. These are the cities that we're going to go to. We're going to pray. We're going to visit them, bring our kids. We're going to just see what God has for us. And we went to Colima. We went to Guadalajara. We went to Ensenada, which is up near Tijuana. 
Um, we went to a, a city called Guzman. Uh, we just visited a number of places, praying, walking, trying the food. It's not unspiritual to try food. Got to make sure you like the food, wherever God is calling you. So at the end of about five or six cities, I just was like, every place we went to, my kids would be like, nope. And we wanted to listen to them. And, and I just was like, God, what? And so my wife says, why don't we go to Aguas Calientes? Why don't we go see it? I know it wasn't on the list, but let's go and, and see Aguas Calientes. And so we got there. And I want you guys to know, it was a weird feeling. But I just knew as soon as we got in the city, I knew that's where we were supposed to be. We drove around. We began to pray. We began to see stuff. And even my kids were like, Dad, we don't have to pray any longer. This is the city. This is it. I looked at my wife, and she said, yeah, I don't know, Tony. If it's a confirmation, I'm, we, we don't have to keep walking and praying. Let's go try the food. <laughs> and so we, this was at the beginning of October. And we have now been over these past few months. And just this time, it's weird. Transition is weird. It's a weird thing. It's a weird feeling of letting stuff go, of embracing something new, of... of packing. I, I got to Mexico and I had one guitar and a suitcase. And, and next thing I know, we're packing a four bedroom house. And I was like, where did I get all this stuff? And we just began to throw stuff away and do things and kind of get ready for what God had for us. And, and on January 13th, we moved. Uh, so we've only been there, guys, for going on four weeks now, about three and a half weeks. And again, I had this whole plan of how we're going to do the church. I'm Tony. I'm the church planter. I know what I'm doing. So I laid out my plan. God, this is what we're doing. <laughs> this is the plan. And so I said, all right, we're going to do, we're going to launch on July 5th, which we are still doing. And... We're going to do once a month meetings, not going to meet any other time. We're just going to do once a month pre-launch meetings. I've read all this in a book. This is how it goes. That's how you do it. The book's even called Launch. So it's like, this is how you do it. And I want you guys to know what works for some doesn't work for everybody. And so I was like, well, let's have this kind of meeting at our house, people in Topeka. We're not, we're not doing big announcements. We're not. I paid a few boosts. On Facebook, I don't know if you guys know that what that is. You focus in on an area and you just bombard it with video and stuff for a while. And so, and then people in Topeka are telling family and Aguas Calientes, hey, Tony and Nasusena are going there and they're going to plant this church and stuff. So, first Sunday there, we're not even unpacked yet, guys. We still got boxes. We kind of moved stuff around in the house, set up some chairs. 26 people showed up. And I was like, where did you all come from? And they were like, we, you could tell they're just hungry. They just want church. They've been in different places. Some of them have been out of church for some time and want to get back into church. Some of them have been struggling. Some of them. I, I, and I told them, if you have a church, I don't, I don't want you here. Go to your church. Uh, following week. More people showed up. The third week, more people showed up. And, and I just thought, well, we're not, we're not going to fit. T today, 
they're having a service right now in our house, and it's uh, the last service that's going to be in our house. One of the things was just like, why? I don't want to tell them see in a month. We're just going to meet once a month. I got this elaborate plan I read in a book. It's like, well, let's just, let's just start meeting. Let's have church. And it's not practice church. It's not fake church. It's real church that we're having every single week. And so I was like, well, let's go. I, we got to go find a building. We have no budget. We have no, I, I, I don't have, again, this elaborate plan of like, we got this big budget and all this money's coming in from Topeka and we're doing this and that. None of that. It's just like, well, I don't, I don't know. Well, let's figure this out as we go. And so I go and I'm checking out buildings. They're way more expensive than I'm thinking. And I go to this one spot. The city set up like a, a circle. There's three main circles that kind of go around, uh, around the downtown and then around the middle part and then on the outside, kind of the industrial area and stuff. These are main highways and everything branches off. And so I find on the second ring, they call it, northwest side, I find this building. And it was a great building. And I just felt total peace. This is where we're supposed to be. So we have the video right here. I signed the contract on Monday, the lease, for two years. This is our building where we're going to be starting. Look at that place. It's bigger than our house, obviously. If I had a house that big, we'd be like, why are we supporting Tony? Um, <laughs> and I don't have a house this big. This is 4,000 square feet of just space. Some of these walls got to get knocked down. Other stuff's going up. Um, we have kind of this, I'm about to walk over there in the video, this kind of upstairs loft area that we're going to do the kids ministry up there. As soon as I get back, I'm going to work. I know some of you guys are worried right now. I'm putting up drywall right where that railing is so no kids go plummeting down, <laughs> down to the bottom. We're like, we love Jesus. <laughs> so I'm going to get that, you know, we got, we got work to do. We have a lot of work to do to get that condition. Kind of the downstairs stuff, I'm going to section off with curtains and stuff. But next week, we are having church in that building there. Next week. So this has been exciting. This has been nerve-wracking. This has been hard. We have cried in these past few months more than we've ever cried. We've rejoiced more than we've ever rejoiced. This is, this is a good thing, guys. We are in a good place, and this is a good thing, and I'm super excited. And God has brought us into this where, where it, it, it's okay to let go of something and step into something new. It's okay. And it's hard to step into something new if you're just hanging on to the past and you're hanging on to certain things. Or you're just afraid to let something go when God has something new for us. So let's pray. And I just want to share with you guys very quickly this morning something, another place where I'm at. So, Lord, we thank you for this time that we have. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for this new church plant in Aguas Calientes and in in. All that you have for us, this is just the beginning, Lord. I pray that right now you open our hearts and you prepare our minds to receive this word from you. We thank you, Lord, for the gathering this morning. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all of you who are tired, Weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest 
for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden that I give you is light. Jesus is at a place in Jerusalem in a a time where these people, the people of Israel, the Jewish people are tired. They are weary. They are tired of religion. They are tired of these rules. They're tired of trying to follow over 300 some laws. And if you mess up one, you're guilty of all of them. They're tired of not being able to make it. They're tired of being under this Roman Empire. But at the same time, I think the burden that the Pharisees was putting on them was even more difficult. And they were tired. And Jesus stands up and he, and he, and he says something that's totally unheard of. And I want you guys to know something. I, 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 I've, I've lived here. I, I get this. You guys know what a meme is. A meme is 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 uh, uh, back in the day we used to call it a picture with words on it. That was all it is. All it is. But a meme now, a picture with words on it now is a meme, and you put it up on social media, and you make fun of people, or you do silly things, and and and, it, and it's a waste of time. But I can spend hours looking at memes. I don't know about you guys, but I love memes. And I saw this meme the other day, and I want, I want to put it up here, okay? And I thought it was cute. That's a cute meme. Or if you don't want to use the word meme, that's a cute picture with words on it. And it says, God, I have a plan for your life, what it feels like, and there's you. And there's the Holy Spirit just laughing and enjoying everything. And it's cute. Yes or no? Is it cute? And I, and I look at that and I, I've, I've lived this way. I, this is how I live all the time. Okay? And I've, I've preached on this, in a sense, not this exact meme, but of a, of a roller coaster. I might, might have even shared it here before of a guy throwing up on a roller coaster, and that's what faith is like. And, and I want you guys to know, listen, listen, listen. Faith is scary. Steps of faith are scary. Steps of faith and, and, and trusting in God, is, is, it, it is scary. But it should not look like this. It really shouldn't. And I really felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me saying, Tony, this is not how you should live. This is not normal. This is not healthy. You cannot maintain that pace. Look at the poor kid. Can you live like that for 20 years? Just ah! And the Holy Spirit's just laughing and mocking you. That's not how we're supposed to live. And that's how, that's how you're laughing because that's how some of you guys live. Like that. Oh my gosh, poor, look at that. That's how the people of Israel were living. They were, they were living like that, trying to carry a burden, trying to carry a weight, trying to prove something, trying to follow every religious law and trying to do all of these things that are perfect and trying to live under the weight of the government and under the weight of religiosity. And, and Jesus stands up 
And I, I want you guys, bear with me here. This is going to be corny. I, I, if I was you, I would think it's corny, but let me do it because I have the microphone, okay? This is the message version, okay? This is the message Bible, and I, w- I want you to listen to it because this is what God has been speaking to me lately. I, I, I want you guys to all close your eyes. That's the corny part. Close your eyes and just picture yourself where you're at right now. Maybe you look like that kid. You're worried. You're tired. You're, you're, you're living under stress. You're living under pressure. You're walking by faith, but it's no longer faith. It's fear. And, and, and all of this stuff is on you. And I, I want you to listen now to these words. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion. Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Amen. You guys could open your eyes. And if you didn't close your eyes, if you had them open the whole time, shame on you. You should be embarrassed. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't have closed my eyes. I would have been looking around. Like, Who's got their eyes open? I'm that guy. Who didn't close their eyes? But Jesus says this. And I want you guys to know this is what God has been speaking to me lately. And it's so weird, but I have perfect peace. I have peace about everything that's been happening. I have peace that we moved. I, have, I feel like we've, we're coming over this crest of transition. We're moving into this time. But not only that, I feel like Jesus is teaching me something that I should have been doing years ago. And, and, and Jesus is going, Tony, stop looking like that. That's not healthy. Come to me. And I will show you the right way to live. I will show you the right rhythm to live at. These are the, I love that, the unforced rhythms of grace. I will show you how to do this Tony slow it down yes it's scary but it doesn't need to look like that all the time I'm a runner I know you cannot maintain a pace like that the whole time or you will be out you won't finish the race and there's so many Christians that are falling out I hear about it all the time they're falling out because they're listen listen instead of an unforced rhythm they're living at a forced rhythm I have to do this. I have to prove that. I have to show that. I, 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 I have to. And and, and we all know Jesus called us to follow him. Follow me. It happened to every single one of us here that we are followers of Christ. And he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And when you follow somebody, you, 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 you go at their, you're behind them. You go at their rhythm. You go at this unforced rhythm. But for some reason... All of us here have been like, come on, Jesus. I have a plan. And, and, and we go ahead of Jesus. And we, we, it's a forced rhythm. It's a forced Christianity. It's a forced... It's, it, it, yes, it's a step of faith. But the reason it looks like that is because it's forced. And I want you to know something. 
in God's grace and in God's mercy and in God's love. Listen, listen, and you could argue with me afterwards, but I want to say something here. God will still give you grace when you're doing that. And there's been plenty of times that I've got ahead of God and he still backs me up and he gives me the grace to do it. But he's showing me lately, Tony, you, you cannot maintain that pace. You cannot live that way. Come to me and I'm going to teach you an unforced rhythm of grace. And I want you to take my burden and I want you to take my yoke. The yoke is what ties those two animals together to plow a field. And so they're going at the same pace. They're going at the same rhythm. We see these words here, and it's on your notes, but the word tired. Jesus said, those are the first words, come to me, all of you who are tired. And Jesus is not talking necessarily about a physical tiredness. He's not. Although, yes, that can happen. But there, and you guys, some of you will get what I'm saying here, okay? It's an emotional tiredness, but it's a, and maybe some of you guys, you've even said it. I am so tired. Of living this way. Are you with me? You're not, it's not, you're not, you're getting your eight hours sleep or whatever you get. But I'm, I'm so tired of, of my marriage just being like this. I'm so tired of my kids being rebellious. I'm so tired of debt. I'm so tired of problems. I'm so tired of this. I'm tired. How many, you know what I'm talking about here. I'm just, I'm tired. And Jesus says, no, come to me. Because that type of tiredness, that emotional tiredness, it wears on you to a physical tiredness, to a depression. I'm tired. I'm tired of doing this. <laughs> Isaiah 40, 31 says that those that wait... Those that trust in the Lord, they will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and they won't grow weary. I never got that part, but when you get it with the whole rhythm thing, the reason is that you won't grow weary is because you're running now at a different pace that Jesus sets. And then he says they will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and they won't faint. They won't go down. I've seen people, I've seen people in marathons, I've seen people in triathlons faint and just go out. And I always think, oh man, I don't want to be that guy. But yet in Christianity, it happens all the time. People just, I can't do this anymore. I, I, I can't. We're doing it wrong then. <laughs> Jesus stands up to all these people who are thinking, I can't do this anymore. And Jesus is like, to all the I can'ts, come with me and I will show you a different way to live. Luke, 40, Luke 11, 46, Jesus also says to the law, the experts of the law, what sorrow awaits you, experts in religious law? For you crush people with unbearable religious demands and you never lift a finger to even ease this burden. 
Now here we're talking about, in a sense, we're talking about how we can be free. How we can be free from sin. How we can be free from these burdens. How we can be free from this way of life. And, and there was experts. This is what you got to do. This is, and Jesus stands up and says, basically, this is what you have to do. Just come to me. Come to me, and we're going we're gonna to go at a different rhythm. We're going to go at a whole different pace. And I, l- listen, guys, I'm, I'm learning this. I, I, I've lived so long like that poor kid in the picture. My Christian life, church planting, ministry, that I, I, I just thought that was normal. I thought everybody lived that way. And so this is what happens. So just like those religious leaders, it's very easy then for a person like me who has influence in a church to teach that. God, forgive me. I'm going to get this. Ah, we got to do it. I'm the church planter. Everybody's got to show up. We got to do this. We got to have a perfect service. We have to do that. I have to be this perfect pastor and, and, and. And then, and then Jesus is like, here, Tony, let me show you a whole different way of living. It's quiet. It's quiet. It's quiet in here. The next word is burdened. Next word on your list there is you're tired, but then burdened. That, that, that word burden, Jesus is saying, basically, you guys are carrying something that you're not supposed to be carrying. You're, 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 you're trying to uphold something and you're not, you're not emotionally able, you're not physically able, you're not spiritually able. That is not, that is not for you to carry. That's why Jesus says, cast all your cares upon me. Everything goes on me. Everything goes on me. And, and, and we, we, we feel something's wrong if we're not carrying something, if we're not in control of we're letting you guys I'm telling you this whole process that I've been through of letting something go to embrace something new has taught me a huge lesson about letting go of burdens of things that I'm not meant to carry and listen listen in these three and a half four weeks that we have not been in peak, we have not been in Nigeria listen big lesson for Tony it's all still going it didn't fall apart it, it, it didn't. People still love Jesus. The churches are growing. The churches, talk about humility for me. Holy cow, everything's still functioning. Why did, I, why did I carry that so long and I let it go and it still is sustaining itself? Maybe because I was not supposed to be carrying it for that long. And maybe there's some of you guys here carrying something I'm going to fix my marriage. I'm going to fix him. I'm going to fix her. You can't do it. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to care, and I'm going to take, and I'm going to, and we look like that kid, because then when it starts getting out of control, or when it gets heavy, we're like, ah, but I got to keep doing it. No, no, you don't. You don't. 
That's what Jesus was saying. He stands up and goes, you guys don't have to carry all of this stuff. Imagine the people. They were like, what? (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. You don't have to carry that. You don't have to live that way. That burden, you don't have to. Keep company with me. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace and start letting some of that stuff go. This lady comes up to us, to me and my wife, like a few days into this, and she starts explaining to us, and a few people have, about the, about the spirit of death that's over Aguas Calientes. There's a spirit, pastor, there's a spirit of death. And she starts to explain that, that a lot of the November 2nd, Day of the Dead, had originated around there in the Katrina masks. I don't know if you guys know what those are. They're those white masks that you see around Day of the Dead. The, 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 we'll just call it a Mexican Halloween mask for some of you guys. And it has the lips are sewn shut and they have some flowers. It's, it, those, that art comes out of, of Aguas Calientes. There's also these hills that are in the background. And it looks, it honestly does, it looks like a person is laying down, but they call those the mountains of death. And that's a, a dead man's mountain. And there's death and there's high suicide rates and there's this. And pastor, we need to walk around the city. And we, you, pastor, you need, to, you need to bind the spiritual forces of darkness and death in this city. And we need to walk around and we need to have these prayer things and we need to do this. And we got to bind these things. Are you with me? Do you want to do this? And I'm like... No, I, I don't. I, I'm sorry, I don't. I don't want to do that. Do I believe there's a spirit of death? Yes, I believe the devil has come to kill and destroy. Yes, there's a spirit of death. But Jesus came to give life and life in abundance. And that's what we're doing. We're breaking the darkness, just being there. Now I got to organize a prayer vigil in the city and bind the spiritual forces of darkness. I don't want to carry that. And she just looked at me. I was like, no, I don't. I want to watch the Super Bowl. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. I want to watch the Super Bowl. I don't want to do that right now. But before, I'd be like, yes, we have to. And yes, we, and yes. And and all of a sudden, I'm getting, and Jesus is like, Tony, We'll do it. Yes. Do I want to pray for my city? Of course I do. I hope you get what I'm saying. Do I want to seek God? Do I want to do? I don't want death to be around. I'm going to preach life and life in abundance. But I don't, I do not have to save Aguas Calientes. Tony Simon is not capable of saving a city of one million people. I'm not capable. I just, I want to love people. I'm going to plant a church, and this church is going to be light in the darkness, and I don't have to. It's, it's the unforced rhythms of grace. And number three is rested. I love it. I will give you rest. How many of you just breathe easy hearing those words? Like, oh, God. I don't, want to, I don't want to live like the kid on the roller coaster. In this unforced rhythm, I, I just, I don't think that the Holy Spirit 
brings us at this out-of-control pace that we can't handle. And, and then we can't keep up. And then we just start dragging along. And then he's just dragging us. And we're just, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Unforced rhythms of grace. How many of you dance here? You know how to dance. Some of you dancers, one person, the rest of you are embarrassed, okay? The rest of you do what I do, okay? You get out at a wedding, you get out on the dance floor, and you're just like, you're just, just doing it. You're just doing your thing, doing the, remember the Roger Rabbit? Anybody, the Roger Rabbit? That too, that's going back, okay? Going back. But some of you guys remember that? Raise your hand if you remember the Roger Rabbit. Some of you guys, Okay. Some of you are all like, we remember the mashed potato. <laughs> okay. If you ever danced with somebody that knows how to dance, they teach you this whole other rhythm of, no, 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 you don't, no, no, no. And, and we're just going, but it comes out of kind of, no, no, no. Unforced. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Are you with me? That's what Jesus is doing. He's doing it. I'm just sharing, I'm sharing with you guys where I'm at, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of fifth gear and I'm putting it in third or second and I'm just like, okay, I want you guys to know something. When I signed those papers three, three weeks into a church plan, we don't have money, we don't have a plan. I had complete peace, guys. I can't even explain it. I just, I had peace. My wife looked at me. She thought something was wrong when we drove home. She's like, what is wrong? I was like, what? She's like, you don't seem anxious. You don't seem stirred up. You don't, you seem totally fine. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) This is so weird. I, I, I feel, I just, I feel peace. I feel that. That's God has this building for us. He was saving it for us. I'm not worried about money. I'm not worried. It's it's not my church. I don't I'm not worried. Someone asked me, is it weird that you're already up here? You're it's the fourth Sunday in and you're already doing a trip. Are you worried? I should be. I normally am. But, 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 but how are they going to do it without me? Well, I quickly found out that Topeka has been fine without me there. So I was calientes in our small home church. It's going to be fine. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I think I'm okay. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not worried about it. I'm rested. Psalms 91 the worship team could come, out, come on up here. Psalms 91, verses 1 through 4. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest. Everybody say rest. In the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. For he will rescue you from every trap. He will protect you from from the coronavirus. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. 
There's rest in the Lord. There's rest. There's, there's real rest. It's not a fake word. It's not a preacher word. There's actual rest that those that can make it and be in Jesus Christ will find rest for your soul. If you're going to clap, just clap. Let's do it. You're excited. You guys are hearing that. And I believe it. You're hearing it kind of how I am. And you're hearing it how the Jewish people heard it back then. When Jesus stood up, everybody was just like, what? There's another way to live? I don't have to do? No, you don't. Stop forcing stuff. Stop living in a forced Christianity, because you cannot maintain that you cannot carry it. You can for some time. You can. But you will be crushed under it. You cannot save yourself. Only Jesus Christ can save you. You cannot save your family. Only Jesus Christ can save your family. You cannot save your finances. Only Jesus Christ can save your finances. You cannot sustain. Remember the song we sang as kids, some of you? He's got the whole world in his hands. And then we're singing that and we love Jesus. And somewhere along the way, we're like, I got the whole world in my hands. No! Why are we now singing that? No, 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 no. Put it down. There's a time to embrace and there's a time to let go. And that's where I'm at, guys. And I want you to know, as a church that has supported us for so long, I have peace. I am rested. I'm learning. I am learning. It's when, when you're at a fast pace and you start going down and you start, it, it, it's, it's different. I, there's times I feel myself, and, 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 and Jesus is like, Tony, walk with me and I will teach you. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. I will teach you, but I had to, I had to surrender that, guys. And it has been even though it's a short time, it has been an incredible time learning this, unforced rhythms of grace. Keep praying for us. Pray for this new church plant. Continue to pray for La Fuente and the other churches. Help us bind the spiritual forces of death. You guys could do it from here in Mount Horeb. Okay? No, no, we can't. We have trolls. It's going to be okay. You guys can do both. You can do both. Okay? It's not up to you. You can do both. Can you guys stand with me? I love you guys. Thank you. And I am. I do. I think the reason it feels like I'm family is because I'm family. Amen? Lord, we thank you. We thank you this morning. I thank you for this word. I thank you for what you're teaching. Not only me, but I know that you spoke to people's hearts here this morning. We want to put this church plant, this new church into your hands, this event that's coming up on February 15th, next Saturday, Lord. We just, we, we rest in you. We rest in you, God, that you're going to do it. 
this building and these steps that we're taking. Lord, I, I ask you right now to just forgive me for trying to get ahead, for running at a different pace. I thank you for carrying me and sustaining me and giving me grace. But Lord, I, I want to live in that unforced rhythm of grace. I, I, I want Lord, I, I, I want to walk with you and be with you and, and, and just be enveloped in you in every area of my life. And I pray that for each and every person here, Lord. I thank you for their lives and those that are tired and those that are weary and burdened and struggling. Lord, I pray that they find rest in you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.